0: invite a friend and someone who always encourages me when I hear him Lonnie's one of the most courageous people I know he when he hears when he hears Papa say something he'll do it yeah where where, where um, <laughs> that can be really great but could be really scary sometimes but but, and Lonnie's got a great heart, and I always love hearing him share whatever is, is on his heart. Come on up, Lonnie. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Good evening, everybody. How's everybody doing tonight? Really? No, no, no. How is everybody doing tonight? Come on. Yes. We are God's children, so we should be the happiest people on earth, right? Come on, we really should be. If you're not right now, you will be at the end of this message. And and not because I'm sharing, because who's here with us. Usually I prepare a bunch of slides and little movie clips and things like that when I preach, but God told me not to this time. This is all you're getting, this cute little picture right here. And I was cruising around the Internet. Is it up there? Oh, you can get that for me in a second. There it is. I uh, was cruising the Internet the other day, and I saw this picture. And this best describes where I'm at with the Lord right now. If you saw me in the spirit, this is where I'm at, positioned right in front of him. And during this message tonight, it's going to stay up there and look at it and see what it means to you and the Lord. What does he speak to you about this position you're in with him? He's going to speak to you about it. But before that, you guys are some peculiar, strange people. The Bible says so. And so recently... I've gotten reacquainted with an old friend of mine, who I've been friends with for 12 years now almost. And we've been friends since then, but you know how we have friendships? You kind of just take it for granted sometimes, and you kind of just, that's there, but you don't really embrace like when you first got that new friendship. This is one of my best friends in the world. And uh, we got reacquainted about a week ago now. In the last few days, we talked a lot. And his friendship is wrecking me. And I said, can I introduce you tonight? Can I, can I introduce you as a second special guest now tonight? And so since you guys are so peculiar, I want you to stand with me just for a second. I introduce my new friend who's going to come in here tonight and join us. Stand with me, please. Please do. Will you help me welcome my good friend, the Holy Spirit? Come on. Yes. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. Holy Spirit, we thank you that you're with us. Holy Spirit, have your way in this place tonight. Holy Spirit, you are our friend and we just thank you for being here. Holy Spirit, you are welcome, 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 welcome in this place. You're welcome in our lives. You're welcome in our hearts. Holy Spirit, we just worship you, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Holy Spirit. We reacquaint our to Holy Spirit. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Whoa. 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 Ho, oh. oh. ho, oh. oh. ho, wow. ho, wow, he's here, ho, oh. 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 and he promised me, as I was sitting here getting ready for the night, he promised me. He's going to do great things during the ministry time tonight. He's going to do some great, crazy things during ministry time tonight. You see, Lonnie, you sit down. Now. I'm sorry. Go ahead and sit down. You see, this is, this is so real to me as being married to my wife, Angela. That's my beautiful wife right there. Thank you. Yeah, I'm married up. Come on. God takes care of his children. Iron sharpens iron, too, i tell you that. <laughs> I'm a whole lot sharper. <laughs> I'm going to have fun. I have no message for him. I'm just going to have fun up here. I'm just going to let it loose. But, but I am serious about the Holy Spirit. Let me tell you what happened. I have the privilege of serving in our School of Supernatural Ministry. We have a daytime full-time school and a nighttime school now with my wife and a bunch of staff people and a bunch of amazing, crazy students we love. And first year, we're reading the book called Good Morning, Holy Spirit by Benny Hinn. I read this book several years ago a couple of times, and it wrecked my life with the Holy Spirit. And it's funny was, well, God's been talking about me getting reconnected again with the Holy Spirit. And I'm in a season now of Holy Spirit taking over again. I was in a season of Jesus. And Jesus is always with us, right? But now I'm in a season of Holy Spirit. And this book just ignited that relationship all over again for me. Then I found my wife at home, reading a different book about the Holy Spirit. And she was telling me that I didn't get it. I said, babe, you know, we're both reading books about the Holy Spirit. She said, I told you that the other day. I said, oh, (laughs) I told you, I'm getting sharper. (laughs) Hey, listen, I'm slow, but I get there. It's not about the destination. It's about the journey. And I'll be honest, I was burned out when I got here tonight. I'm tired. I was tired. And, and Carla, where's my sister? I love Carla. Where's Carla? My sister Carla. You guys in the worship team, the fire of God fell on me. The Holy Spirit came on me home so strong, And I got so much energy right now. Who needs Starbucks? I got Holy Spirit. Come on. I do have a theme for things that's in my heart. I'm going to try to post. I got a couple of notes here. I'll jot it down. A couple of scriptures I hope to get to and make this thing legal. From a from a religious standpoint, so some that might need that. Uh, but in December, I was actually the out a, as a as an elder here. I was actually send out a, uh, a email for Blazing Fire, and I put there for the for the New Year's Eve, New Year's coming in, was expect great things to two thousand and twelve. And I felt the last couple of days, God said, the time this message is, are you expecting great things from God in two thousand and twelve? That's a selah. Say yes. yes. Are you expecting great things from God in 2012? Because yes. 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 if you're not, you yes. need to. In case you didn't hear me. Come on. <laughs> I want to start with a friend of mine that just. We had a couple of guests this just the last few days at our house. A friend, Julie Willie, from the Santa Cruz area, and our friend Sandy Sindafire who's a missionary from Bulgaria, stand with us for a few days. And let me tell you, we have some Holy Spirit moments in our house. <laughs> Matter of fact, I tell you what, I was talking to my auntie up in uh, Benicia, and I was talking about the book again. She read it years ago. And the Holy Spirit fell on her phone, through her phone, and my phone, and watched the stairs with Julie, Willie, and they heard all this laughing and roaring and screaming, and the fire of God showed up at my aunt's house and my house at the same time. Sandy's sitting in on the porch, studying for a sermon she's doing. The fire of God hits her, and she's, screaming on the patio outside, and the girls that they're ministering to each other was just having their own little Holy Spirit party. So Sandy showed me this testimony. I as I could share with you guys. She recently just got back from a three-month trip in England where she helped uh, plant a church there. And on a way back flying to America to come to New Orleans, she's really from New Orleans, to see her kids and grandkids spend time with them before coming to California, her plane got delayed coming in to wherever she was flying into to catch her plane to over to New Orleans and she missed her second flight and she was very tired and worn out. And most people when that happens, because there's no other flight going out to the next day. So as people we know and as Christians we know, Jesus doesn't show up in those moments sometimes through us, does he? We tend to get cranky with the airlines, we tend to get whose fault was it, we begin to point fingers and, and, and have a bad attitude and we change the atmosphere. But Sandy didn't say, Well God, what are you doing? She says, God, what are you doing? What are you up to? Yeah. So she goes to the checkout, kind of find out what's going on, and it was a Christian woman. And she says, oh, you know what? Let me take care of you. I'm going to get you these hotel vouchers, some food vouchers, get you a nice hotel. And let me walk you over to the, the, the transport that's going to take you there. She said, thank you. She gets to the hotel late at night, and she comes to the front desk. And they said, oh, I'm sorry, ma'am. We don't have that room for you. We're going to upgrade you to a business classroom. Yeah. Upgrade you to business class. The next morning, she goes down to have breakfast. She's fully rested. She's excited because she's gonna get on the plane and be refreshed with see her grandbabies. Aww. So she's in the restaurant having her breakfast, and her waiter comes over. named Luis comes over, and he's hobbling. He says, "Louise, you're like you're in a lot of pain." She says, "Oh, I got these really bad feet, and I got about these new shoes. And it's like you can't really afford them, and they're not working for me, and I'm, I'm in a lot of pain." She says, Luis, can I just pray for you?" And she says, just like this, please, please. And she puts his hand on her sh- his shoulder and prays a simple prayer, not Christianese at all, just heal him, Lord, or whatever. And she leaves, how are you feeling? He says, I don't know. I don't know. I don't feel nothing. I don't feel nothing. But if you didn't stop praying for him, I was going to fall down. I don't know what's on me. What's going on? <laughs> and so he, 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 he gives a check, and he gives a credit card, and he goes like this, check checking the credit card. he says, I can't charge you. I can't charge you. I have to pay for your lunch, your breakfast. He walks over to his uh, little station, and she's wiping tears from his eyes, and he's not limping no more. Come on. I share that for a reason. Are you expecting great things from God in 2012? Because if you're not, you're going to miss it. She could have had a bad, stinky attitude, Complained to the airline people. And she wouldn't mind me at that blessing she got. But she says, God, what are you doing? I shared this in an email back in December. Our student, Nancy Marcos, a friend that's stuck in your student, said, look for God in everything. Yeah. And that just, that challenged me. That challenged She's right there. Hi, Nancy. So wait there, everybody. That challenged my spirit. Find God in everything. I know there's some crises out there. Trust me. I know that. In the last couple of days, I've been dealing with some of my own heart. I came to the realization, I'm not going to be a grandfather. I, I, let me put it this way. I want to have two beautiful, amazing young man stepsons to my wife. Amen. But I have my, my biological sons in heaven. at 17. And I realize I'm not going to be a grandfather. A biological grandfather. Unless God does a miracle, or doesn't, you know, something happens that way open that or not open that and it's, and it's okay let me tell you what happened to me i am not going to be a biological grandfather but i said but you know what i'm a dad yes. but i'm a dad yeah. but i'm a dad and for people out there that don't have kids but you're a son yes. but you're a son That's right. and you're a daughter yes. i'm not going to tell myself over and over again but i'm a dad and i'm a son of god i begin to focus on what focus on what i do have and what God has given me, and I tell you, it shifts something. It shifts something. I'm I'm learning to walk this out step by step, and it's not easy. I'm not arrived. I'm on a journey. Wow. One of my life scriptures God gave me years ago, before I even became a church or had a. Bible, because so I got saved in my power through the Holy Spirit, radically. And I remember my life was so changed overnight That the light switch went on. And I remember these words I said to God. I said, God, thank you for breathing life into me again. I said, God, thank you for loving me and saving me. I said, God, you know what? I make a deal with you. It's no longer my life. But now it's your life, and do what you want with it. Then I can find a church and get a Bible for the first time. I'm going to cross Galatians two twenty. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. People, those are the words I was speaking to God before I went into the church building and had a Bible. He writes his words on our hearts. I was pretty much quoting scripture to myself. Wasn't even in a church yet. Didn't have a Bible yet. But he was coming through me already. In the book of Acts 2 it says, in the last days my spirit was fallen all flesh. There are so many people in the world with God spirit on them, they don't even know it. That is Papa. But they're finding out, little by little. We're in a time where the world is so spiritually hungry. They're tired of the, the crazy stuff of the world. And they're looking for a purpose, a spiritual purpose. And God's looking for people bold enough to receive his love. They go into a world that's looking for hope and an answer to give that love away, to meet their papa, Meet their brother Jesus, Lord and Savior, and walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Ghost, yeah. as David Hogan would say. Yes, we're hearing things from the prophetic voices that we're in some crazy end times. Wars, rumors of wars, earthquakes, going will fall off a map. Again, will we have earthquake? Probably. We have them. Will there be wars? Probably. You don't have to be a prophetic person to know there's doom and gloom in the earth. You don't have to be a prophetic person to know the Bible says there'll be trials and tribulations in the land. That's a fact. That's in the scriptures. But a child of God, full of the Holy Spirit, who will stand in the gap and release the kingdom of heaven in a dark place to be a bright light in a world that's dying for answers can make a change in a life. To make a change in a dying place. To bring life where there's no life. We're called to co-create. Because the Holy Spirit lives in us to create. We, if we, and we say this all the time here. I know when I preach, I said way too much probably, but not enough either. In school, they know I say this. Our tongues has the power to speak life or death over a situation to be a blessing or a curse. That's a Selah. 90% of the time, we're cursing ourselves with our own words. And we're wondering what the devil is doing. He ain't doing nothing. We're doing it. Truthfully, if you listen to your own self-talk and how you feel about yourself, what you think about yourself, he's just going back like this. Well done. Well done. Well done. Enough of that. You are a child and a son, a daughter of God who created all this stuff. We're an heir of the throne of Jesus Christ. And the Bible says he has given us this place, this first heaven, to, to, to take charge of it. He has given us the store keys to the family store to make sure we get it done. He has given us his spirit, the Holy Ghost. Now, if the Holy Ghost is in me and in you, he's going to see it done, isn't he? He's going to see that you fulfill the destiny and calling on your life. But in my opinion, and I say, class, what do I say all the time? Opinions are like what? And sometimes, (laughs) well, this is my opinion. And it just might stink. In 2012, we need to position ourselves expecting great things from God. Regardless of what you see in the natural and your circumstances. That's a very hard statement. I'm not taking away from the pain you're living in. I'm not going to take away from the pain you're going through. Those are real life situations. But God. But God, I'm walking things out in my life and I'm saying, but God, he is a difference maker. we got to start with expecting great things in 2012 from God. No matter what the world is going through, now we have houses more going foreclosure, now if our gas prices go up even more, we still got to expect great things of God. You know how you get a miracle? Because you need a miracle. You only get a miracle because you need a miracle. I need a miracle. And God is in the miracle business. And sometimes you might be that miracle somebody needs. I'm in the same place you guys are. I am speaking to myself. If I just get out my way. And the Holy Spirit have his way. If the Holy Ghost. Would truly run our lives. Wow. Wow. See. Here's another opinion. Of mine. But in Genesis. Genesis. God says he blessed his people. But we're still waiting on blessings. We are blessed. No, no. We are blessed. Wait. We are blessed. It's a mind shift change we have to get to. We are blessed. We are blessed. We are blessed. blessed. Still waiting to be blessed. We don't believe that we are blessed. We are a blessing. And we're to be a blessing. 2012 for me, personally, I'll put this one on me. God's called me to a year of spiritual maturity. He says, son... Stop being childish and start being childlike. (laughs) There's no anointing on childish. There's much anointing on childlike. The Bible talks about that in the kingdom of heaven and being childlike. He says, son, it's time to step into spiritual maturity. So I say, Holy Spirit, what does that mean? <laughs> well, you know that little thing you do? It's not going to work for me no more. I'm not talking about falling sin. I'm talking about little adjustments he's making. In my mindset, the way I think, the lenses I, I'm looking through, sometimes, as Chris Dalton would say, I got boogers in my lenses. <laughs> well, I can tell you that. He's scraping some off. Listen, I have nothing to hide. I have nothing to hide. But I am not going on that mountain one more time. I, am, I have received my promised land. I am in my promised land. I am a journeying, journeying through my promised land. And in that promised land, God says, there's giants in the promised land. But, but God, if you follow me, I'll show you how to defeat those giants or go right past those giants to take more land for my kingdom and my people by the power of his spirit, the Holy Spirit. So if anything else, I'm talking to me tonight. So what you're hearing is a public conversation between me and God. You're just getting in on it. That's all I could give you. I'm not a theologian. I bless theologians. I never go to seminary. I bless people who go to seminary. I'm just a child trying to figure this thing out with the Holy Spirit. And I said this last time I preached a month ago. If we just let God be the God of our lives instead of the God we want him to be of our lives. That's where saying again. Say it again. <laughs> if we just let God be the God of our lives instead of wanting him to be the God we want him to be of our lives. What do I mean by that? God, I have a situation and this is the answer I want. God, here's my need and fill it this way. God, this is going on, but do it this way. Make this happen. Do this to that person, by the way. I've prayed like that before. Listen, the Bible says we're to go to God with our personal petitions, right? We're supposed to. But he has the answers. And i tell you something. When he answers a prayer, it's way better than what I want to answer I'll go back a several years. God, I want a wife. Well, follow me. Really? What does that look like, God? Go where I tell you to go and do what I tell you to do. And I give him three years to give me a wife. <laughs> On the eighth year of that deal I made with him, I went on a Christian dating site real quick because they get. Oh, let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. There's nothing wrong with Christian dating sites. Just make sure it's God for you. Okay, I'm gonna tell you this real quick. So just, they had a profile thing, a free profile if you made it. If you, they had this this like personality test. If you just filled it out, they give it to you for free. If you put a thing up there, so I thought I'll do put a thing profile up there. I'll kick the test and then i will take it down. And the test was accurate. I mean, it was powerfully accurate. This Christian test. But I kept the profile up. And God said, hey, did I tell you take that down? Oh, yeah, I'm going to get to that. I'm not on the side nothing. Second day, hey, did I tell you to take that thing down? God, I'm not looking at it. This is out there. Uh. Third or fourth day, son, take it down now. Delete it. Within weeks, he brought Angela in my life. It gets better than that. Several years ago, I was a brand-new baby Christian. Out of the world. I grew up in the world. Very promiscuous. Did I say that word right? I make up words, so bear with me. You get to do that when you Holy Spirit filled. You get to make up words. <laughs> the word I'm taking credit for is gooder. I said it first in the pulpit a long time ago, and people are saying it now. It's not your dictionary, but it should be. Gooder. Anyway. I don't know if i making it worse. So I, I, so I remember I was in my car. I was from the world, and God wanted me to, to anyway, I, I wrote a list of the, the person I wanted to meet physically. And I put on the, what was it, the Psalm 34, what is it, 34 women, whoever she is, 31 women, just to make it spiritual. Yeah, Proverbs, Proverbs, just to make it spiritual. I've been a Christian maybe six months, maybe. And so I get in my car to go to, to get a pack of cigarettes. I was still a smoker back in those days. God was refining me still. And, and this is a funny story because I'm a salesperson. And so I pull up to the gas station to get my gas and give me a pack of smokes and this brand new car pulls up behind me. And no nope, girl gets out of the car and she fit the exact physical characteristics of my press. I said, God, you're fast. That was last night. Wow, you're so good. Well, I need an intro. Brand new car, no wedding ring. There's my door. I, the, I went to turn to go talk about the car and Laura said, get your gas and go. That's not for me. Get your gas and go. That's not for me. Got in my car, went to work, worked that day, came home. I said, God, what was that about this morning, man? That was it. <laughs> he said, son, get your list. I wish I kept it, but he told me not to. He said, tear it up. Ch-ch-ch-ch-ch. I have the one for you. Wait on me. And eight years later, there she was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the physical characteristics, but more importantly, the Proverbs woman. And she sharpens my iron. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm grateful. I, I say ouch sometimes, <laughs> but but I'm grateful. He he knew he knew what I needed, and he knew who could handle me. So pray for her. I <laughs> a lot. Intercede for her. I'm a good guy, but I'm a handful. I love attention. Huh, <laughs> class? And Angela loves privacy and space. <laughs> That's vinegar an and oil. She recharges by being alone with God. I recharge by being around people talking about God. When my feet hit the floor in the morning, I'm up and gone. I'm up and ready. I don't do coffee. I don't need to have coffee. I need to walk around. I'm up and ready to go. That's just how i I'm wired. She thought something was wrong with me at first when she first met me. But that's just the way God wired me. And she needs her space and time, and I have to learn how to do that. You know, this is for you men out there. I said this before. I'm, like, you're, just, you're hearing the stories, me and God, right now. I, 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 for some reason, through society, through my family, through whatever, my good and bad times in life, I somewhere in my soul, spirit, my mind, my heart, I knew what a husband was supposed to be. And God said, no, dude, you have no clue what a husband's supposed to be. I'm going to teach you step-by-step step what a husband is, a godly husband. And people, I am still in school. I am still in school. He, he, every, every foundation I have built up along my years of life watching marriage, he tore down. Even from the whole, the husband should be the provider of the family. I wore that thing out in our beginning of our marriage. I had to provide. It caused so much stress at bill time. The, oh, she was stressed out. She was at least with the breakfast says, Lonnie, do we have to live this way the rest of our lives every month? Mm-hmm. Would you get a grip? I panic around bill time. I had to figure it out. I had to work it out. Well, how am I today, babe? Way different. God, you're our provider. She says, Lonnie, you're not our provider. God is our provider. That's good. Amen. And that's hard for a man to understand. Yes, it is. Because it is. we're ingrained and taught through society, you provide for your family. No, God provides for your family. They don't mean we sit on our butts and do nothing and eat bonbons and watch soap operas, guys. I used to watch soap operas with my mom when I was little. <laughs> Loved them. General Hospital. Black and white. But we have to we have to let God teach us how to be husbands. We have to let God teach us how to be wives. We have to let God teach us what friendship looks like we have to let God teach us what leadership looks like we have to let God teach us what life looks like and I'm being serious with you right now I'm being serious I'll be 50 this year thank you Jesus come on he's working on the LB thing with me I'm still getting there with him on that one he's working me out but I'm telling you though I don't have a clue how to do life but God and so the Holy Spirit right now is re- in, re-engaged at the level he's supposed to be in my life. He's my buddy. He's my friend. But he's also become, my, again, my, my, my counselor, my teacher, my instructor, my coach. Every morning in the shower, this is my prayer. Good morning, Holy Spirit, now. Every morning now. It's not a ritual thing, but trust me. It's not a ritual thing. And I'm saying, Holy Spirit, search my heart. Search the things in me that are not of the kingdom of heaven that I know about. And don't know about. And please remove them. And teach me how to be a husband, and a son, and a godly man. And sometimes I blow it. And I ask for forgiveness. Repent, which is change the way you think and see, and give me heavenly perspective. This is a season step into spiritual maturity. Do I know what it looks like? No but I have a Holy Spirit that is sure teaching me right now. And some people are saying, hurry up with them, Lord, hurry up with them. <laughs> Isaiah 61 is what my second life scripture God gave me. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, To proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. Do you feel that? Holy Spirit, do your thing. Do what you do, Holy Spirit. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God. To comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes. The oil of joy for morning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's just sit on that for a minute. The oil of joy for morning. Holy Spirit, pass that one out tonight. Yes. The oil of joy for morning. <laughs> I know some of you are thinking, is this church? knows this is the kingdom of heaven. We have to let the Holy Spirit have his way no matter what it looks like. And some of it will look foolish. Oh. But I will look foolish and let him have his way and touch lives. Let look prepare like a scholar and nothing gets done by the God at all. He doesn't, he doesn't show up himself. So if I offend you in any way, I love you. God loves you. But I gave Holy Spirit permission to do what he wants. And I'm not backing down ever again. He wants to lay me on the floor, lay me on the floor. Because see, I want all of God's spirit in me. I want him to control and possess my life. I want him to work out the crooked places that are before me still in my in my heart. So Again, if you're offended by me, I love you (laughs) because you're awesome. I love you because I know who created you. (laughs) I'm having fun. (laughs) Ah, To give oil the joy for morning. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. I don't have no heaviness. (laughs) The garment of praise for the spirit. If you have a heaviness spirit on you right now, just break that off in the name of Jesus. That they may be called the trees of righteousness. The planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. So we're in a Safeway line or Costco line or Walmart line or Target or JCPenney or wherever you shop. Leave that heavy spirit in the gutter and bring that spirit of joy and gladness. And when you see that checker's name, say, hi, Sally, how are you today? Thank you for checking my groceries. Thank you, Sally. You know, it's a great smile you have, Sally. Do you know you're awesome? Just saying their name, just saying their name, you'll see their face. I I, I make it a point to say their name. Bob, how are you today? I had one, you know, Safeway. I shop at Safeway Safeway, because it's by my house. And it's a great Safeway. They have a sushi bar in it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, now Safeway, they're, they're trained to be polite and nice. Okay? That's a Southern tradition, by the way. If you go to South, they're like that in the grocery store. They train to be high. How you doing? They're very nice. And this kid was having a. I said, How you doing? He says, I'm doing terrible. I said, Oh, what's going on? No, you take it. There's a line, right? He says, Oh, my manager, blah, 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 my break and this, and, this and this, my schedule, blah, blah, blah. I said, you know, I am so sorry. That, I'm so sorry they did that to you. Is there Anything I can do? No, no, just, you're being nice to me, though. I said, I just want to thank you for all the service you do here. Thank you for being a great checker. And I just pray that your day gets better. And that you have a great day. And he lit up. I didn't say nothing spiritual. I didn't give him a word of knowledge. But I gave him some encouragement. And I thanked him. And I heard him. And I thanked him. And that's the kingdom of heaven right there. Sometimes we can go all oh, mystical and, and, and weird. Yeah. I wish I could say I never manifest in the store, but that'd be lying. <laughs> I used to, uh, when I was back in uh, sales, sales jobs, we used to have a sales meeting. Uh, once a weekend, I used to manifest in the sales meeting, like you see me here. And, and it was about eight sales people and a sales manager there. And the first time it happened, they freaked out a little bit. But when all the miracles started happening at work, they said, That's oh, just Lonnie and God. Because all the miracles started happening. We had so many miracles at work. Every day was a miracle. For two years, I shared this story many years ago. But for two years, we had nothing but a revival. Really, it was revival at work. What we call a secular company. But you know, when it's not secular, when you go, when you show up on the scene, when you show up on the scene, it's not secular anymore. No it's kingdom. It's been redeemed. When you step into a psychic, psychic store, it's been redeemed. When you, when you sit with a wicked, per, wicked person, the kingdom in you is bigger than the kingdom of her or him. When you show up on the scene, things change. You redeem things because who you carry, what you carry, who you, where you're from. Look at your citizenship card. It says from heaven. That's what mine says. So who are you? Not of this world. I had to get one of those stickers. Not of this world. Do I have bad days? Sure, I have tough days. But God, I'm on a journey. I haven't arrived. And even when you go to heaven, you won't arrive. It keeps going. You didn't have heaven. There's so much we don't even know about heaven. It's going to be an adventure. When we show up, we have the opportunity to make a change in a life, in a heart, in a country, in a city, in a neighborhood, in a grocery store. I had the privilege to to speak at Valley Christian School oh, a month ago or so to the 10th and 11th graders, uh, 9th and 10th graders and 11th and 12th graders. And and the Lord had showed me that there was a kid or some kids that... that that go there that seem to, uh, they have the facade. They're happy, go lucky, they're in the in crowd, whatever. And they really are giving up on life. They are really giving to the point where they want to end life. And, and I want to be very careful and honor where I go and speak because that's a heavy word. So when I spoke to the ninth and tenth graders, this is no big deal. over with the 11th and 12th graders, it hit me. And I shared that very, very graciously as I could. And Todd Karina was there, and my wife was there, and we began to pray over kids. And at the very end, this one kid grabbed me, he says, thank you. That word was for me. And it changed me. That was me, who you're talking about. And you see his face. And I hugged him and held him, and he smiled. I won't say his name because of privacy reasons. Thank you, Jesus, for looking foolish to a bunch of 11th and 12th graders. To touch the one. If I have to look foolish to touch one life to be changed, then let me be that fool. If you have to make a fool out of me to change my life, then make a fool out of me, Lord, to change my life. I'm talking just where I'm at with you right now. It's the journey. I make mistakes, and I clean them up. I try to make it as less as possible now. But I make them. And I'm sure I'll make some more. And again, I'm not talking about moral failure here. Okay. This is the year for spiritual maturity. Yes. To learn who our true identity is in Christ. In the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. He really wants to have dominion over our life. And I say let it be. Because, man, I tried. It just didn't work. He's got the good plan. And sometimes he's walking in faith. A whole lot of faith. What tomorrow looks like? I don't know. But God. But I'm going to expect great things in 2012. And will there be times I have to deal with some serious stuff? Sure there will be. This is life. Come on, we know that. I'm real with myself. I live in a fantasy island bubble. I've dealt with some things in the past. You guys know that. Pretty painful stuff. But God, but God, I will never downplay what you're going through. Ever, ever, ever downplay what you're going through. But I will tell you, but God, as Nancy says, find God in everything. Because the Bible says, in Colossians, I think it is, everything was made for, by, for God. I'm paraphrasing that. Everything. If truth be told, and I'm open a can of worms that we're going to talk about tonight, that was just a puppet anyway. He's just a puppet. You know, have you guys noticed in the last 10 years that things have been given exposed? In the church? In business? Then it hit baseball? It's hitting college right now? things are getting exposed. See, that's not a bad thing. When God's glory shows up, things are going to get right. Now, the people that get exposed, it is God's heart that we pray for them. Because it's his love that's exposing them as a resort to bring them to their knees to receive his love. We don't come against them. We pray for the grace of God and the glory of God in their life to heal them up and to heal the ones they have hurting. But Things are being exposed right now. And if God, and again, his, okay, here's an opinion. What are opinions like? Our and sometimes, okay, here's my opinion. <laughs> when I say it's my opinion, it's not blazing fire. It's, not, it's just me and God, me, you know, my little walk with God. He speaks to me different than you probably. Uh, I believe God speaks to us in our private places to bring healing in our hearts that need to be healed. Because he loves us so much. And he keeps telling us and tells us and tells us. As a last resort, sometimes it's made publicly to get our attention. But it's in love. Never to destroy us. Never to belittle us. To his son, daughter, that's not who you are. That is not who you are. You're a prince. You're a princess. Don't you see it now? The prodigal son. The Bible says he looked day after day for a son to return. He looked day for day for his son who who squandered the family inheritance. Now, you only get inheritance when someone dies, right? So this kid's probably hoping his father died to get his inheritance. I'm just taking it out of context. But the father gave it to him. He squandered it. And when the son came back, what did Papa do? He threw a feast, more Lord. He threw a feast. He threw a party for his sinful, no good son. Because Why? He loved him. He loves us. So we're gonna hear more things being uncovered in 2012. Because it's God's love uncovering it. Not his anger, not his wrath, not his judgment. Hey, Jesus took all that on the cross. And if you don't believe me, reading the Bible yourself, okay, it's in there. He took all that on the cross. Yep. Yeah. That's right. That's a can of worms. Let's take a this thing somewhere shabba daba, Okay. The, the, Hang on, Shandy. In our school too much. <laughs> or not enough. Matthew ten 7, 8. This is the, one of my life scriptures you gave me. You gave me three life scriptures in my life right now. For years now, I, I live by these, these scriptures, my scriptures. And as you go, preach saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Kill the sick. Clean the lepers. Raise the dead. Cast out demons. Freely give. See, freely give. As you go where? As you go. As you go. As you go anywhere, the kingdom of heaven is where? At hand, at your hands. You carry the kingdom of heaven within, and it wants to get out. Let it out. Let them out. It wants out of you to touch a life, to change a life. I want to be careful sharing this story because they might come to church one day. So I'm going to be very careful to listen to one of our podcasts. You know the journey room with our neighbors, the two ladies who love each other and love having one-year-old baby. And we spend time with them, and our neighbors. And so the other day, they invited for football. They invited us to their world to don't have football game with them. And they said, yeah, we would love to come to the neighbor. We'd come and hang out with you girls. Come, we'll be right over. Came over to the house and, and I walked in. There was about 12 to 15 people there maybe and one guy. Me. <laughs> and, and it was awkward for me. I was thinking for me. I was thinking, it was awkward for me. And, and I remember sitting there saying, Lord, am I supposed to be here in this environment? Am I supposed to be in this environment? There's couples and things, right? And he says, Lonnie, they're no different than any other my children that don't know me yet. Just be you with them. And I said, "Oh, thank you. And we had a good old time. They couldn't wait to introduce us to all their friends. See, they know we're, they they know they know who we are. Okay. They know we're about Jesus, they know we're about love, we know about the kingdom. And they can't they can't wait for their friends to meet us. I know where God's taking this thing. We speak into their lives. And I shared this before, one of the great things and, and I give Angela credit is always giving them words to speak speaking their lives through her. And and I just love on them and love on them. And, and remember one day we were talking and one of their one of their died a while back and, and she had begun to see him in the natural so I think about going to a psychic to uh, get some help in this what do you guys think we said whoa time out let us tell you about a little bit we know in that area about psychics and all that stuff and let us tell about the Holy Spirit who you need to seek what can happen if you go down that path and what doors you can open to the demonic realm And we had about, what, 30-minute conversation, maybe 45-minute conversation about this? And you know what? They said, thank you. We had no idea. Thank you for caring about us. So that just go after the Holy Spirit. Now, we don't know what they're going to do with that yet. We're not feeling led to leave them to the Lord. It's not our job, leave them to the Lord. It's our job to love them. And he gives an opportunity to share something, we share it. But I can tell you right now, I love these girls. They're my family. I love them. We were there tomorrow for a couple of hours anyway. We watched football with them, Super Bowl. Yeah. So, anyway, I just want to give that piece to you, whatever it's worth. Lord. We don't know what we're doing. <coughs> we have no clue what we're doing. <laughs> but we're following the Holy Spirit. I remember the other day, one of them said, uh, text me, said, uh, Hey, Lonnie, can you come in the house? I have my baby's sick. I have to go to the store get some medicine. Watch my baby. One of them said, Well, text Lonnie. He always takes care of us. But they knew to call us. So I went there, had the baby. They went to the store, got the medicine or whatever, came back. And what I'm saying is that they trust these Holy Spirit-filled Christians with their kid. We have a key to their house. They have a key to our house. We walk their dog. I walk their dog. We walk their dog. Their dog plays with our dog. Whatever. We're just trying, we're just trying to follow the Holy Spirit. We don't know what we're doing. <coughs> we're just following the Holy Spirit. And that's kind of what this message is about tonight is following the Holy Spirit and let him guide you. So I don't want to take you too long tonight. I can I can rumble, ramble. But I do want to have a ministry session. And I truly believe that Holy Spirit wants to touch some people a new way tonight, like never before. Let <laughs> me touch right now and let them touch you that way. Go for it. Some of you need healing in your bodies. Somebody you need healing in your spirits. Somebody you healing in your minds. And some of you just need a fresh touch of Holy Spirit. And I'm not just to have a bunch of people come up front, but I just feel what the Holy Spirit told me to do when we're having worship was to invite you between the porch and the altar. Come sit down. Come sit in the front. Come sit as close as you can get. Sit down. Stand here. I'm going to play a song. This is going to be our ministry time. Holy Spirit is going to touch you tonight. I promise you. In some shape, form, or the other. Because he told me so. So what I want you to do is this. Expect a touch from the Holy Spirit. And let him touch you the way he wants to touch you. Come with your prayers. Come with your petitions. Just lay them all down right here. And let the Holy Spirit touch you the way he wants to touch you. You can start coming now. It's okay. And, and it's, it's not a guilt thing. If you, if, you, if you really need to stay in your seat and can't get up, it's okay. But really, I just really feel Holy Spirit is on this. It has nothing to do with me. Come in the front. Okay. There won't be any catchers. So for safety reasons... It's called spirit of maturity. run maturity. Take responsible for yourself. And get yourself in a posture where you're safe to sit with the Holy Spirit. Lots well, of kingdom training students. How awesome. I want to thank you for letting the Holy Spirit be me th- with me tonight and, and, and run, run me the way he wants to run me. I really do. And I know it's not easy seeing somebody flop around and act silly. But you know, that's Holy Spirit with me, and I'm okay with that. And let Holy Spirit be wants to be with you. It might look totally different. He might not throw you on the ground. It's okay. He don't have to. He knows my personality. He gave me this personality, and I love it. He loves you. He loves your personality the way you are. He loves that. So let him work with you the way he wants to work with you. But I promise you, Holy Spirit's gonna touch tonight. It might not be a physical manifestation. It might be something deep in your spirit, just a work He's doing. Some people see like trees of righteousness and they don't move, but Holy Spirit's doing something anyway. Just expect a touch of Holy Spirit. Jim, you know if you play the songs by Michael Lady. It's called, the, it's called the Safe With You. Michael is the worship leader of International Church of Las Vegas, last I knew of. I haven't checked their stuff in a long time. This is from the Secret Place, the Secret Place CD and it's Safe With You. If you could crank that for me, i appreciate it. Love you guys. Thank you for letting me have fun with you. Thank you for sharing my journey with what it looks like with the Holy Spirit. And let's keep each other in prayer because we're all on a journey of being changed and transformed into the image of Christ. You are my Thank you, Lord. You never leave me nor forsake me. And if we get the lights down just a little bit, that'd be great. I don't know who does that or how to do that. That's how I do that. Thank you, Jim. Turn up just a little bit for me, buddy. I thank you. And let's just thank Jim real quick. Thank you, Jim. Even louder, my friend. Get it even louder.